Best, followed by the worst of the worst for BYU basketball. What does it mean for the Kooks' postseason status? Hoops analyst Anson Winder joins us. He's been through it all before. Also, where is Jerem Jordan? Come on, man! Off with the stash. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. And now, I have a co-host. Woo! No stash! Yeah! Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, January 18th. I didn't want the means to be this way, though. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, wherever and however you are dialed in on the holiday. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with, thank goodness... A new look, Jerem Jordan. I didn't want BYU to lose at Portland. I, I, I thought at some point, you know, and we'll break this down, uh, that BYU would lose a game at, at some point. Thought it might be Thursday, BYU pulled off that win, so we thought we might be having the stash for a while, but stash, stash nation, it was fun. Sorry. What's your next hairy conundrum, Jerem? Uh, <laughs> one a season. <laughs> <laughs> one, a season. <laughs> one hairy motivation to get that win in Spokane, <laughs> and that's all I have. It feels great, though. I made a huge mistake, though. I didn't bring a trimmer. I just had straight razor, so it kind of hurt. But <gasps> I'm not a I'm not a you know uh, aficionado of uh, shaving. So I aficionado. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Aficionado. Yeah, I'm making up words. <laughs> it was a little weird not to be up here at the beginning of the show, too. Bottom line: Jerem's mustache is gone. Ego. Yeah. A lot of people are happy right now. Did you see last night? By the way. I don't know what it is about the University of Utah and the Huntsman Center this year. <laughs> Did you see what the referee had to deal with from Oregon State? Yeah, I did. <laughs> There's a thing called Vine. It makes <laughs> these clips really easy to find. <laughs> That's Notice to all college athletes, don't do anything dumb because every camera Wait, and Vine, and they will find you and everybody will know about it. Also, found out about this. We never got this at BYU, Jerem, but BYU is giving students a spring break. A break would probably be a week, but they're giving BYU an extra day. So it ends up being St. Patrick's Day in 2017. BYU will allow one extra day off. So a, a three, spring day? A spring day. So it's a three-day weekend. It's better than nothing, I guess. It's better than right? what we had, right? It's better than what we had. <laughs> Isn't everything better than what we had? That's what, as people get older, it was always better. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Plug your ears if you don't want to relive this one again. The men's basketball team lost 84-81 at Portland. The Cougars now 2-5 and in true road games. Mm. Anson Winder joins us in 10 minutes to break it down. BYU, again, not in ESPN's bracketology, according to Joe Lenardi. 22 places out in the latest bracket matrix. Women's hoops beat Portland 78-66, led by Kalani Purcell's 14 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, and 6 steals. Wow. Goodness. She took that karma you know, to the next level. Cougars have won 13 of 14. They're on a roll. Top-ranked men's volleyball split a couple of five-set thrillers over the weekend with number 11 Stanford. The Cougars play a pair at Long Beach State this weekend. First true road test. And if you didn't hear, Zach Blair, former Cougar, finished third in the Sony Open on the PGA Tour in Hawaii at 19 under for the tournament. He barely missed an eagle putt that would have put him in the playoff. Daniel Summerhays tied for 13th in that same tournament. Another six-figure wow. payday for Zach Blair. Mm. Making that money. Rise and shout. Wow. 
It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. From the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. In less than 48 hours, BYU basketball loses at Portland, 84-81, and previously had stunned Gonzaga in Spokane for a second straight year. So to clarify this one more time, BYU's best win and worst loss to this point in the season happened two days apart. So what does it mean for BYU today on Martin Luther King Day? That brings us to our Twitter question. Should the focus be on the Gonzaga win or the Portland loss for Mm. BYU hoops? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. At 43JT. Some guy named Joe Nathan Tavanari. Oh, my goodness. I'm a glass half full guy, but the UP loss makes me wonder if the Zags win was the pinnacle of the season for this team. Now, anytime you can win at Gonzaga, that's probably going to be pretty good unless you win the tournament in Vegas or win in the NCAA tournament. Okay, so there are so two I, things. At this point, obviously, there it's are the two high. things that would trump a win at Gonzaga. In my opinion, yes. That is winning the West Coast Conference tournament. Yes. Or against anybody, winning an NCAA tournament game. Beating Gonzaga in Vegas would probably be more meaningful given the fact that BYU has not beat Gonzaga in Vegas yet. And, and amazingly, BYU has never played St. Mary's in Vegas, by the way. More than likely, Weird. beating Gonzaga in Vegas would mean a tournament championship for BYU, yes. too, because generally it is the two meeting for the title game. Yes. So, so I agree with him on that fact. But in, in my opinion, uh, I can't focus on one or the other in this question. I ha- I'll you answer have, it. But you I, have to pick one, Jeremy. I have to. I have to? Yes. Uh, it's, it's the Portland loss because of it happened most recently. Therefore, uh, you look at that and then you, you base everything of the tournament off that. Every, every day for the rest of the basketball season, we're going to be going, okay, is BYU in the tournament or not based on what's going on? That, that's going to be a part of our conversation. No question losing stinks. Losing at Portland carries an extra pungent smell. But the, it, the smell of luscious timber. But it will waft away once the Cougars start winning some more games. We've seen this the last two years, and you're right. BYU's had these uh, non-St. Mary's Gonzaga losses that have been disappointing. I think that BYU fans think that BYU is above doing that. They are not. It happens. It really does. The West Coast Conference does not have the UNLV, New Mexico, San Diego State, Utah kind of team. It's St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Okay? The West Coast Conference also doesn't have the officials that BYU had in the Mountain West Conference. Okay. So yeah, someone had to go there. <laughs> someone had to go there. But no, really, it's not about the rest. Yeah, I know. It's well, not about it. But it is. But it's not. Well, In, in 40 minutes, we're going to break down what BYU traditionally has done in terms of loss to non-Gonzaga St. Mary's teams, and if they are trending higher or lower than what they have done the last four years. Interesting. Okay, so in the short term, I understand this loss hurts a lot, and it makes it seem like that win at Gonzaga on Thursday was kind of a wash. Best win, worst loss. Yes. Back to back. But in the big picture... Gonzaga's win to me carries more weight for what BYU ultimately wants to accomplish. Why do you feel that way? Because our stat of the day. (laughs) It's the BYU Sports (laughs) Nation stat of the day. Because sports. BYU's plus six in the RPI after last week's games at Gonzaga and Portland. So in the end, BYU climbs. They were hoping to climb and stay, uh, but they they climbed high. Okay, so what'd they jump and then what'd they fall? It's obviously plus six, but what was it? For Gonzaga. So BYU jumped from 75 to 56 after the win at Gonzaga. Plus and, 19. And then fell from 50, 
six to sixty nine. So, minus so they are plus still six. Okay. plus six in the RPI. Now, let me ask you this: Would you rather have BYU lost at Gonzaga and won at Portland? Because most BYU fans expected BYU to go one and one on this road trip. That's a great question, and I hate it because I would never. Would you rather lose any game? I understand that. <laughs> But, but that's what makes it a compelling yeah. discussion. No, would you rather have it the other way around? Where, if I have to answer that question, it's it's obviously you'd rather beat Gonzaga. Yes. Listen, we'll break down later. BYU loses to non-St. Mary's Gonzaga teams. It happens. It happens. BYU's not above doing that. It happens. Portland gets hot. BYU doesn't play great defense. They don't shoot the ball well. They lose. But BYU has done this the last two stinking years, and I'm the first one to say you frustrate the heck out of me because BYU gets to these points, and they're not to that point yet. But they would lose, you know, at LMU and Pepperdine. And two years ago, I said, it's over, NIT. They go on this crazy run at the end of the season, and they get in the tournament. They did it last year again. When you thought they were out, they made a run, they got in. BYU is in a similar position now. They play two on the road, then they come back for seven of ten at home. And this team at home has been really good. So I, mm-hmm. I hate to agree with you, but I think that BYU has another run to the tournament left in them. Big, I really do. Big picture. Normally, I'm the other angle in this. Big picture. Okay, the Gonzaga win carries more weight because yes, if no BYU, one's going to argue that if BYU can get on a nice run late, a sweep over Gonzaga and splitting with St. Mary's. If you go three and one against those teams, who cares about the Portland loss? Ain't nobody talking about that. Do you want the hat right now? No. Okay, because right now because BYU they lost is out. to Portland, I am obligatory. I cannot wear that hat. Okay, <laughs> that is a wise move, <laughs> but. Three and one against Portland or against Gonzaga and St. Mary's. That's what could happen. Who cares about what happened at Portland on January sixteenth? Good grief! It's middle of January. There's a huge difference between losing a game at Portland in mid to late February compared to mid January. BYU has been in these kind of uh, non St. Mary's Gonzaga uh, losses, non Power Three losses. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, they have been 13 and 9 overall at one point and 8 and, eight seven. and 7. 8 and 7 after right. losses at LMU and Pepperdine. Right now BYU's 13 and 6. The Northern Iowa win hopefully is a good one. Belmont hopefully is a good Belmont's one. Belmont's a top 100 win right now, which yeah. is, is needed for BYU. You have one top 50 win on the road, which is nice, okay? So th- this is BYU's awfully bubbly. The last couple of years, you know, there's they're on the bubble. There's right now they're off the bubble. They're out, hoping to climb back into the bubble. You do that with wins and I think if BYU can get a pair of wins against LMU and at Pepperdine, which, by the way, I'm going down there and going to be at to make sure the karma is there to try and help this team win on the road, then I think you're in business because you come back home we for 7 of 10. We can't focus on – what good does it do to focus on a loss in mid-January? Anson Weiner because had this. Because that's what we do, Spencer! Anson Weiner had this to say last time he joined us. We rely so heavily sometimes on the losses that BYU's taken. We forget that this is still a winning team. And the fact that the team let a couple of games slip – uh, they've caught a tempo that, you know, the run that they've put together these last couple of weeks, and that's all it's about is finding that run and, and building some momentum going into the tournament. It is all about how you finish. You can impress the committee in February and early March. They are extra dialed in during those times. And totally valid. Anson Tot- will join us in five minutes, yeah. by the way. Totally valid also is the idea that BYU is not playing good defense. They played amazing defense Thursday and then went back to what they had kind of been playing on Thursday. So the concern is you need to play better D or you're not going to have a shot at this run. You can't just I, 
I don't like the idea of just relying on this big run by BYU. Oh, they're going to come home. Everything's going to be fine. That was kind of my argument a minute ago. That is a slippery slope because you've got to be able to play well independent of where you are. BYU's 2-5 and five on the road. I think they're capable of better, but it's disappointing when you lose a game like Portland. Now, those happen, but they can't happen with consistency. Otherwise, you're going to be in the NIT. How many games has BYU played on their home floor in the last month? Two? Yeah, it's not been good. Two. It, as Dave Rose told us on, right before the season, the WCC really hooked us up. <laughs> Six I handed eight. him a handkerchief and said, wipe the snark off Six your mouth. Six of the first eight conference games on the road. My point is it's hard to maintain that level of intensity defensively when you're constantly on the road. But were they on the road? I know they played a road game, but were they on the road? Not on their home floor. Three quarters of the child center was BYU fans. I've said this before. The 503 is some of the best BYU fans out there. They come from the great Northwest. They show up, and it's awesome. And they were there, and unfortunately, BYU shot 38% from the field. Bottom line... The push for 26 wins is where the focus needs to remain in terms of a sure thing, what we think will be a sure thing at large bid for BYU. It's a tall task, but the schedule sets up to favor BYU because, as you mentioned, Jerem, they finished with 7 of 10 at home. And even though you lost to Portland, they had a bonus game by winning at Gonzaga. Blaine Fowler talked about that very thing. I felt like they could lose three more in conference and it was going to be okay to lose. Well, that just put them one ahead in the ledger. You know, if we're keeping track, we're going, wait a minute here. That's a bonus game now in terms of NCAA, um, you know, qualifying and all of that. So now they're back to even, according to Blaine Fowler's formula. The only issue with our 26 wins thing, which is based on teamrankings.com right now, 90% chance to win the tourney if you get 26. If you go down to 25, 56%. So almost a coin flip it's at that bubbly. point. Yeah, it's yeah. bubbly if that, you're at 25. That means, let, let's just, because BYU hasn't won the tournament since so on, we've kind of penciled in a loss in Vegas, but who knows? Maybe they get hot, they win that. You only have two losses left the, regular, less, the rest of the regular season and tournament. Only two. That's, that's not a ton. Odds are right now. Odds are right now BYU will finish with 25 wins. And then, and then your 56% chance of getting Things in as bubbly. of this moment. I, I kind of like those chances at, at this point, honestly. Can they find a way to get 26? Because then, oh man. You're, you get 26? We're screaming right in, now on January 18th. In, you get 26 in. wins, you're into the tournament. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUS. And should the focus be on the Gonzaga win last Thursday or the Portland loss on Saturday for BYU hoops? At P underscore Norton says, beating Gonzaga was much more important than losing to UP. That win was one, a resume win, and a possible WCC championship tiebreaker. Absolutely. Anson Winder weighs in on what he is focused on next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU Television. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. You can follow us at BYU Sports Nation and join the conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Next game for BYU is at LMU. This Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern time. So a little bit of a later tip on the West Coast as we normally get. So uh, you can listen to that on BYU Radio. Twitter question today. Should the focus for BYU men's basketball be on the Gonzaga win last Thursday or the Portland loss on Saturday? At P underscore Notorious says 
They need to focus on the loss and how they can improve. More important going forward than celebrating a big win. From a team perspective, yeah. yes, get th- better, learn from the loss. I think we celebrated the win Friday. You know, and then you had another game, and now we discuss that game. And by the way, do we read anyone else's tweets that don't start with the letter P now? Is it just P underscore Norton? Notorious? P underscore Notorious? Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other P underscores? Yeah, where's he at? Yeah. <laughs> you know what else we should be celebrating, my friend? The fact that you don't have a mustache That's anymore. That's right, man. Hallelujah. It is great, a glorious it's great for day. Everybody. Except the BYU loss. That's the only part I don't like about this. In fact, let's bring in our first guest today, former BYU standout and BYU Sports Nation basketball analyst Anson Winder. He is a guy that has enjoyed a healthy mustache before. It's gone now, Anson. <laughs> what do you think of it? Sad day. You think it's sad? sad? Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Okay. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Explain Amen. that dynamic. Why is it bittersweet? I mean, because it was almost like it was a different guy up here last week. And and now we got the real Jaron back. I was, so. I was so wise. Like I, I had all these skills that I didn't have before. Like I could, you know, fix everything in my house. I could like chop down trees. I feel like I didn't know you last week. Though. Churn my own butter. Yeah, we're settlers. We settle for things. You know? <laughs> now make your own clothes. I'm just. It's good to see you without. Oh, the on mustache, BRTV, man. we're showing me shave. That's amazing. <laughs> it's compelling television. <laughs> That's nice form right there, my friend. Was it? Nice form. Did you cut yourself? Did you cut yourself? No. No, look. I didn't cut myself. Yeah. I use a mock fusion. Limited razor. <laughs> this shape brought to you by mock. Okay, you should have one up here. <laughs> Unfortunately, the mustache being gone means that BYU basketball lost a game. And I think the majority of us thought, okay, odds are that BYU goes one and one on the trip to the Northwest. Lose at Gonzaga because nobody wins at Gonzaga. Except and, BYU. And BYU is going to beat a bad Portland team. Well, it, ha- it happened in reverse order. Upset Gonzaga and then lose at Portland. How would you sum up the last week for BYU basketball? I mean, the roles were reversed. You you take a Portland team that, what, lost their last four games or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even know if they thought they were going to win this game. And they come out blazing and, and hit big shots and and cause problems for BYU. And on the other end, you have a Gonzaga team who rarely ever loses at home, who we crawl back down 13 and, and beat them. So it's, it's tough, uh, but you do have that big win on your resume, the one we've been looking for, and that's something that will help us throughout the course of the year. Absolutely. And what did you see on the court in terms of differences that from the win to the loss and the way BYU played? Um, the fight was there against Gonzaga. You see a team that was down, and they come back and, and bow through to, to get a W. And it just didn't seem like that same spark was there against Portland. And I don't know if it was a matter of guys being tired or if all their efforts mentally was just put into that Gonzaga game, but it, it wasn't the same team. And and you saw plays that uh, we overcame in, against Gonzaga that we didn't get against Portland. BYU has played two games at home. If you want to include December 18th against Central Michigan, okay, three games at home in the last month. How much does that affect a team playing on the road consistent? Like, does the my point being, does the Portland loss happen because the way the schedule is set up? Um, I think a little bit of the way the schedule set up plays into it, but this is something that coach always prepares for because we know going into this this series that it's going to be Gonzaga and it's going to be Portland. So I think it's it's hard. I don't think dating back, you guys may know better than me. I don't know if we've even won both games at one point, and I doubt we have. BYU has never swept that road yeah, trip. Yeah, swept that road trip. And, and that just goes to show you how hard that is going to the Northwest and winning games. So I think the schedule does play a part to it, but also a preparation. You, were you talking about Portland Gonzaga? Yes. yes. Didn't they sweep last year? 
Did they sweep that? Oh, they no, did sweep that. They yeah, did that's, because that's you shaved your head. That's the that's only, the yeah. only yeah. time, And that's a great point. I mean, in five seasons, you only sweep it once. That's, and it's tough. It's tough to win up there despite you know, the home crowd at Portland and whatnot. But you look at um, the WCC. I think when BYU came in, there was a lot of hubris associated with that entrance and saying, okay, BYU's going to be good in this league. It's us and Gonzaga. St. Mary's has played a big role. BYU's lost to non-St. Mary's Gonzaga teams. As a former player who played all four years in the West Coast Conference, what's it like in these non-St. Mary's Gonzaga games when they are trying to pull off the upset against BYU and have done so a couple of times? Well, you can't count them out. That's first off because you, you look at teams like Portland and, and uh, Pepperdine who cause us problems on the road and San Francisco who's caused us problems at home. So these games are games that they need on their schedule to advance and to try and get to postseasons like we are, and like Gonzaga and like St. Mary's is. and. And you can't count them out when these games come to your schedule and when it's time to play these games. You can't look forward to just the St. Mary's and the Gonzaga. You have to focus on beating the next team at hand. You use the word focus. Should the focus be on the Gonzaga win and that high or more on the Portland loss right now? That's tough. But like you guys said earlier, you've already celebrated that Gonzaga win. I think you have to focus on the Portland loss. I think you you learn from your mistakes. You get better. Um, You improve on the things that went well for that game. And you try and get better. Uh, we have the win that we needed to to advance in, in March, and, and hopefully we can get them again here at the Marriott and beat St. Mary's at the Marriott as well. But it's all about getting better. Um, the next game is the most important game, and so you, you take what you can learn from against Portland in advance. BYU has uh, another pair of road games this week. Uh, we're hoping we said, "Hey, three and one would be good in this situation." So at LMU, at Pepperdine this week, you've you've gone down there and and one year. BYU lost both of those. What makes that trip tough? Um, <clears throat> I think coming back, what makes it so tough is just the preparation you put into it because you know you have to put two good games together. You have to play your best on the road. You're away from home for this stretch of, this stretch of time has been brutal, I'm guessing, for them. So it's, it's just the travel incorporated with such a drooling two teams and two challenges that I think it just takes a toll on you. What is it about traveling that is hard on a team? I mean, you've done it from, from a player's perspective. Why, why is that so grueling on you? Um, I think you're getting out of your schedule. You're getting out of your routine. I think we coach would make us practice the same time every day here in Utah. Once you're on the road, that changes a little bit. You're not practicing at the same time. Your schedule is different. You're eating at different times. All this stuff kind of plays a factor, I think, because you get into such a comfortable routine that you go on the road and let's say the time is different. I think when we're here at the Marriott, we're playing usually at 7 o'clock, whereas you go to Gonzaga, and these are all you know, the excuses to say, hey, this is why you lose a game, but it all plays a factor because you're out of your routine. Mm-hmm. And if a game is at you know, earlier than usual or later than usual, that plays a part in it as well. BYU, um, it's always been a struggle, and BYU's lost both to Pepperdine before and whatnot, but um, what, what can BYU do to try and replicate things in the Gonzaga game, I, I guess especially defensively this week? Um, I think they have to have the same mentality that they had going into the Gonzaga game, whereas you know you have to win. And I think we talked about this last week. Is this a must win? And it was, and we did get the game. Um, but it's just a matter of focusing in on that and having that same mentality going against Portland. I mean, um, Pepperdine and Loyola this week because they're two teams who, like we said, need these games to win as well. And they check and circle BYU on their calendar just like we circle St. Mary's and Gonzaga. So they're going to be out and trying to scratch and fight to get a win, and that's something they're going to have to focus on. What is the team room like coming off of a loss like 
at Portland. I mean, you lost a game at Pacific a couple of years ago or coming off the Pepperdine LMU losses, the Pepperdine home loss last year. What is, what is the team room like after a loss like that at a couple of days after that loss? <laughs> well, it's funny because you look – you look at this on your schedule, and, you, and sometimes just being a basketball player and looking at your schedule ahead of time, you say, okay, well, we'll get this Pacific game. We'll get this Portland game, and we'll just have to focus on Pepperdine or Loyola next week. And you sometimes overestimate, and you look past these teams who can beat you. And we've seen that happen with Pacific, where we're looking on to the next game. We're looking on to St. Mary's, and we lose a Pacific. And I think after that, you say, oh, man, we, we shouldn't have underestimated this team. And, of course, we, we need to do a better job of focusing on them next time so that we can win both games instead of going one and one The last two years, there have been multiple instances after such losses where a lot of people said, okay, NIT, it's over. BYU's not going to get to turn it. Yet there have been these late-season runs. Okay? What was that like as a member of those teams to, to go on those runs? What did you do to be able to change things and start winning and then get into the NCAA tournament? Well, yeah, well, as we know, basketball is a game of runs, and that's from through the course of a game and through the course of a season. You, you get hot towards the end of the year, you win five or six straight, and your season changes. Um, you see how that could very well be the case now that we've beat Gonzaga. I know we lost to Portland, but you put three or four more wins together, and that changes everything. It goes from, oh, no, they're not going to make the tournament to, oh, that's a possibility that they'll make the tournament to, yes, they will make the tournament. And I think it's just mentality. Like I said, do you have these games on your schedule? Every game is important. Coach always said, hey, focus on the next game at hand. This is the biggest game of the year. So Thursday will be the biggest game of the year. It's not Gonzaga anymore. It's about winning the very next game. Here's a question that I've had asked me a few times. Why is it the BYU has had a hard time winning in the smaller gyms in the West Coast Conference on the road compared to playing in, like, the Pitt and the Huntsman Center and the Thomas and Mack Center? What is it about the small gym feel that is tougher than – and it's kind of a head-scratcher than playing in front of 19,000 in Vegas. I, I don't know if it's just the overall toughness or the venue or it's just the the vibe that the team may get on the road. I know I've I had it myself where I would go to an away gym and say, man, this place is tiny. Like LMU, this place is tiny. And then you go there and you get routed by Pepperdine and Loyola in the same week. So it, it's tough to, to say that it's just the venue, but just being away from home and, and having a team that wants it more than you do, That'll come back to bite you. When you look at what BYU has uh, in front of it, and, and BYU's going to come home for 7 of 10 uh, after this week, what is it that the Cougars maybe need to adjust at this point of the season, which we're one-third of the way through conference play, to make sure that they finish in probably the top two in the West Coast Conference? Uh, it's just whatever it takes to win. What, whatever you need to do to, to get a W at this point is what, is what BYU needs to do. What do you think that is? Um, I think it's going to be defense for one. It's going to be rebounding. And, of course, the kind of area that's been great for us is outside shooting. We don't know how well we're going to shoot from the field. Uh, so if you can put those three things together, I, we'll see a lot of success. But defense will play a huge part. Some coaches don't care necessarily as much about if guys miss shots because you're going to, you're going to try and make that shot and you miss it. What, what does Dave Rose care about the most and what drives him crazy? Uh, I think Coach cares the most about getting – our shot through the course of a game and our shots means wide open threes if we can find them and layups and post moves if we can get them in the post uh he doesn't want to shoot contested twos he doesn't want to shoot contested threes he wants us to shoot our shots in transition which are open threes if we can find them um the Gonzaga game was rare because we don't make we make what three threes throughout the course of a game and three we for still 17 win or three for like 17 that? and you win the game that's rare we haven't done that yeah. this year yeah 
So it shows it pays dividends to show that we can win games without making a ton of threes, but I don't see it happening a ton with this team. What drives uh, Coach Rose crazy? Um, <laughs> he's such a defensive-minded coach. I think that's interesting that you say that. It, it, it is weird because we—I admit there's been BO teams that have struggled on defense in the last couple of years. But he's such a defensive-minded coach. You see him get so irked throughout courses of game, the course of the seasons, when we have these defensive lapses that could potentially cost you possessions and, in the end, cost you games. And then he throws his jacket in Vegas. You know, <laughs> yes. it, it, it happens. <laughs> Ansel, let's end with this: Will BYU make the NCAA tournament? Yes. Okay. I'm very optimistic that they will make the tournament. BYU has a schedule that lines up for them to impress the committee at home with games against the Gales and the Bulldogs. A couple of top 50 RPI wins potentially in the Marriott Center if they can hold home court. Anton, always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Looking fly as always. Players insight. Say no to the mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Say bye-bye. Once every blue moon is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up, what's the chance BYU basketball goes unbeaten this week during that tricky Southern California road trip? Well, we're sending Jaron Jordan with the karma to do our part. Yeah, I'll make sure I'm there. (sighs) I'll be Friday night at Long Beach Volleyball, too. What it's a, a good trip. BYU Sports Weekend. Why can't I go on a trip like that? you got to host the show this week. This is BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. Someone's got to do it. I'm sorry. Welcome back on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Women's Hoops against LMU is on BYU TV and BYU Radio coming up. Thursday night, 8 Eastern time. It's, it's a day off uh, for our students, so they've come in and they're helping on the crew today. They don't have class today, but I bet they're going to go do some fun stuff later. There are no holidays. We, there yeah. are no holidays on this show. We do some best offs, like July 4th. <laughs> We're still doing a show, though, right? <laughs> We're here. We're still doing a this show. This is indeed live. The men's basketball team lost 84-81 at Portland as we refresh today's BYUS and headlines. The Cougars now just 2-5 and five in true road games. The Cougars not expected to be in ESPN's bracketology, according to Joe Lunardi. 22 out in the bracket matrix. Let them let them have an opportunity in February. We'll reassess this in late February. No, we'll reassess it every stinking Absolutely day. Absolutely, we will. Women's Hoops beat Portland 78-66, led, led by Kalani Purcell's almost triple-double, not to mention six steals. Cougars have won 13 of 14 games. Top-ranked BYU men's volleyball split a couple of five-set matches over the weekend against number 11 Stanford. Hashtag serving. Weesh. The Cougars play a pair at Long Beach State this weekend. I'm going to have to drop BYU out of the uh, number one spot in the media poll, which I'll vote on today. I'm probably going to put them at three. Just whatever. Probably, unless I can convince you otherwise. Yeah, we'll break it down. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're involved in it as much as I am. Santa Barbara beat so-and-so in how many sets? <laughs> Zach Blair finished third in the Sony Open in Hawaii at 19-under for the tournament. Daniel Summerhays tied for 13th. Nicely done by those two. Man. Two in the top 13 from BYU? That a baby. You Listen, you go to Hawaii and you come home with a six-figure paycheck. I've you never done that. You go to Hawaii. I've never done that. And, get, and come home with a six-figure I've never done paycheck. that anywhere. <laughs> Time to play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? 100%. Pretty self-explanatory with this game. We throw out a scenario. Jeremy and I attach a percent chance that that thing will happen or not happen. Number one. 
What's the chance BYU Hoops goes 2-0 this weekend on the road? 100%. I'll be there. The karma travels 100%. Is that BYU the, wins is, both. Listen, no. Is that the first time Jerem Jordan has ever said 100% during this segment? No. Uh, I remember on November 13th, 2014... We were discussing, I don't know. You're so lame. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the question. I Seriously, that might be the first time you have, like, hands down ever said 100% about something. I believe this team will get it going this week, Thursday and Saturday. You know what's happening in your favorite? Dave Rose doesn't lose back-to-back games. BYU will beat LMU. The question He has before, but not often. At Pepperdine. Yep. Can BYU beat a team that's been tough hey, to beat in the Firestone Fieldhouse. Listen, you just lost to Portland. You can't assume anything. You can't assume BYU is going to go into LMU and just crush it. But I think that BYU will play better defense, that they'll get back to what they did Thursday. I say 70% chance BYU wins at LMU and at Pepperdine. And guess what? Even if they lose at Pepperdine, it's still not over. But don't lose to Pepperdine. But if Drake's... What if Drake's at Pepperdine win. went on there, by the way? Win. Meet Drake, dude. Selfie with Drake. Selfie with Drake? Jerem, selfie with Drake. He's not going to be there. Who knows? Number two. What's the chance BYU gets into the NCAA tournament? 100%. No, no, no. Don't give me that. No, no. Not after a Portland loss. I can't put on the tournament train hat after a loss. It is in but the contract. But you just said one hundred percent. I'm just saying one. It is one hundred percent. But you're one hundred percent not going to put that on. I guess. But still. It's just part. It's just what we we don't wear that hat unless you're coming off of a win. I still think BYU is going to go 100 yeah. percent in the NCAA tournament. 73 percent for me. Uh, I think that BYU has to make that late season run. I think that they can afford one more St. Mary's uh, non St. Mary's Gonzaga loss, and they got to really do work at home, uh, winning all but at least one. If they go, go and feed. They're in a good position. You got to get to Tuesday night. I don't think BYU can finish outside the top three or not get to Tuesday night. In order to get to the NCAA tournament. When I say Tuesday night, that's the West Coast Conference Championship. Game. 26 wins is the key. 25 wins at a minimum to be seriously yes. in that conversation. 24, you're not going to get in. Number three. What's the chance BYU finalizes its football coaching staff by the end of the week? Mm. I'll go, I'll go uh, 68.7%. I think that BYU... <laughs> Uh, has ID'd who they want. I think that they're probably, fu- this is just a guess, that they're finalizing the, the everything to make sure that it's in place. BYU doesn't jump the gun on this kind of stuff. Unless your name's Aaron Roderick, normally when you get hired and they announce it, you're at BYU, so they're going to be careful. You have this huge <laughs> smile on your face. I say 50%. Sometimes this thing is a slow-moving beast at BYU. And quite honestly, I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me if BYU has all the coaches in place by Friday or if it's next Tuesday. It doesn't matter to me. 50% is a great percentage because if you don't know, you get, just go, uh, 50. Get, get the right guys. <laughs> it is a coin flip for me at this point. Don't uh, really but, care. But, hey, but make sure that coin flips. <laughs> Discount double flip. <laughs> Number four. Hey, hey it didn't flip. What's the chance BYU Women's Hoops wins the WCC regular season title? I'll go 82% right now. Their only loss in conference is to fellow uh, first place E, San Diego, right now. BYU's playing extremely well. Uh, I think they've got it going. I think they have great balance. I think that Kalani Purcell has made a huge difference on this team. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have BYU as a good shot to win the regular season title. And Lexi Radelch's senior year 
And this this seems good. Jeff Jenkins has a team playing ball. I say 65% BYU to win the West Coast Conference regular season title because they close out the season with the majority of the games on the road, unlike the men. They're probably, because the men are at home, the yes, women are on the road. That's how it works. The ladies are probably going to have to win either at St. Mary's or at Gonzaga to do that. They have San Diego at home. I think they'll get San Diego at home. That'll be a big but game. But they're going to have to win one of those two key road games to win the West Coast Conference regular season championship. That's always tough to do. 65%. Number five. What's the chance BYU men's volleyball loses another match at home this year? Uh, I, I think one is certainly possible. Um, when you look at who they're going to play, it's uh, Santa Barbara, Northridge, who's 6-0, and Pepperdine, and USC. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Eighty-eight uh, percent that that they do lose another. I'll go twelve percent. Twelve percent. Not eighty-eight. Twelve percent <laughs> that BYU loses one more. I think it's possible. Teams come in, they serve well. BYU struggle. You know, BYU's got to figure out. Uh, you know, play from the service line. That's where they really struggle. And that's they were up two-one and lost. At home on Friday. It's that, that does not happen. It's early. Sean Olmstead is a good coach. It just takes a while for a team to gel. And BYU's home schedule isn't like super brutal. It's tougher on the road. They are, it's amazingly difficult on the road from uh, a side-by-side comparison from that home slate to the, to the road slate. So I, I say 5%. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's a big chance that they lose another home match. If everyone missed the volleyball matches, you missed the Monmouth men's basketball version in volleyball. Stanford's bench was... All these unique celebrations from, from Friday and Saturday. They were really funny. It was so funny. They were, they were making people mad. It was so <laughs> funny. They, they had like 10 different ways. It was awesome. Should the focus for BYU men's basketball be on the Gonzaga win or the Portland loss? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Toshalin19. BYU basketball's biggest fan. For fans, the Gonzaga win. Don't lose hope. For the team, the Portland loss. Have lots to work on and things to fix. Yeah, I, I just think we celebrated the Gonzaga win Friday, and that was over the, the moment the game tipped at Portland. There was some, I think there was some – it's just hard to maintain that level of intensity right. after not, that emotional high. It is a mental struggle, and Jeff Judkins will tell you that exact thing. You win a huge game like that – it's hard to come back and win another game on the road because you've been so elated. You're seeing purple. You're seeing everyone puts a bird on it, you know, and that whole thing in Portland. And you just try and do your best to replicate that. It's not, they're not going to be able to play with the same intensity and fervor that, against Gonzaga. But that's a mark of a good team, though. You handle success well. You go into another game and you play well and don't have a letdown. So BYU's certainly got some things to learn. There's some youth on this team. Zach Selyus did not play well over the weekend. I, I don't think Nick Emery particularly played his best either. And so hopefully those guys can uh, ramp it up this weekend in L.A. and Malibu. At Theron BYU. You're going to be in Malibu. <sighs> and I will yes. not. Theron BYU says the Gonzaga win. We knew we'd, speaking of BYU, lose a couple of games in conference. Nobody expected a win in Spokane. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point. That, that win in Spokane obviously means a lot, it, and we expect a couple of the. In next segment, we'll break down how many per year BYU generally has, what it means in non-St. Mary's Gonzaga losses. And to reiterate what we made very clear in the opening segment, that is we all expected to go one and one on the Northwest Road Trip. Okay? Everyone but Chase Fisher or, and Kyle Or the BYU basketball. Yeah, so they expect to win every game because that's what players do. But if you have to go one and one, 
you want the Gonzaga win and the Portland loss, it helps you more in the RPI discussion, and it it's a resume win. Absolutely. Just no one wants to accept a Portland loss and be okay with it. That's the issue. We go in-depth on what the trend has been for BYU in the West Coast Conference versus teams not named Gonzaga and St. Mary's next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you ever miss an episode of this show live, Watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, or you can get it on demand. Hey, Friday night, gymnastics has a tri-meet against UC Davis and Boise State at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. I believe, is that our first broadcast that of gymnastics this year? That is the first gymnastics broadcast Very cool. of the year. Mikkel Merkley, our newest member of BYU TV's cast, making her debut as our new analyst. Listen, uh, from 08 to 11, I, like Spencer does now, called those uh, the meets. I didn't know anything about gymnastics. They're fun. If you're not doing anything, you want to check it out? I, I enjoyed it. It's such a unique niche sport. It's why it gets huge ratings in the Olympics because right. it's, I mean, it's so different and the athleticism is so incredibly like. The, the most athletic? It's, it's so aesthetically pleasing because they're doing yeah. backflips on a four inch wide beam. Crazy. It's nuts. Check it out. Twitter question today Should the focus for BOE men's basketball be on the Gonzaga win or the Portland loss? At Cougar underscore Nate says the loss is more negative then the win was a positive in the national perception of things. No. I disagree no. 100%. No one's, who in the national scene was talking about a Portland loss? No Nate Austin's block was number seven on SportsCenter's top ten. It was all about BYU beating Gonzaga. BYU's not ranked. It wasn't a loss of significance nationally. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with that one as well. Nobody. Nobody. I hate to agree with you. But I disagree. No, you don't. With you like to agree. With I me. kind of do, actually. You will agree. We with get me. along way more than you'd think. Just you on, will just, agree with me. Okay, Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah, we do get along most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> you can tell during the breaks if we're quiet and we don't talk to each other during the breaks. It was serious. That's that's like four times a year. Oh, Enough about us. Oh, so good. Hey, what about this trend of BYU in the West Coast Yeah, let's Conference? break this down. We have done the mathematics, y'all, of how BYU has fared against the two big teams, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, traditionally, and the teams not named St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Listen to these numbers. Okay, we crunched the numbers. We do not include this year. We only included the four years, basically the Anson Winder era, uh, the last four seasons uh, for BYU. So in non-St. Mary's, Gonzaga games... How many losses per year does BYU average? That number is 2.8. So almost three per year. Three okay. losses to teams not yes, named Gonzaga and St. Mary's. average. Okay. The first year in the West Coast Conference, BYU only had one home loss in West Coast Conference play. Or a loss to a non-St. Mary's Gonzaga. Okay. okay. Then it was three, four, and three. So BYU struggled the last three years. There are three of those. Okay. It's rare that BYU loses at home. Uh, only three of those last four seasons, okay? So the road, obviously, like a game like Portland, all that, okay? So, so BYU is one-third of the conference uh, play in, into this, okay? The sixth game. They have the one loss. They've got so it. So they're trending, got it. okay? A third, one loss to three. You don't want three. I think that BYU can afford two. Three, you're pushing it in trying to get to the NCAA tournament. Then you look at St. Mary's and Gonzaga. What's BYU's record in those games? In the last four years. We include Vegas in all this. Oh, man. Six and 13. Ooh. Last year, BYU went two and three. The year before that, three and two. The year, two years before that, one and eight combined. Oh, man. So BYU is actually five and five the last 10 
against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. So they've become better against those teams and worse against the non-St. Mary's Gonzagas. Now here's that the is thing. weird. Here's the thing. BYU has St. Mary's and Gonzaga in the rearview mirror in terms of road games that against is, those teams. That is nice. And they to split, split, to me, a split is good. If you can hold both court, that's great. And I think BYU men's basketball will go undefeated at home this year. Mm. For whatever reason, this team just, and Dave Rose has mentioned it a couple of times to me, post-game, halftime, there is just a different energy of this specific team at home. They, every team plays better at home. This team plays extra well at home. Seven more home games for BYU. They are 8-0 and at home. Volleyball kind of messed that whole home record thing up by the week, over the weekend. Remember, everyone but women swimming has won every game in Provo? And then volleyball lost on Friday. I was like, come on, the boys! I- the irony is that they're the number one ranked team in the country when that happened. Like, the team Until you're like, oh, they're, not lose, they're not going to lose at home. I know. They're not going to lose at home. Stanford is better than we thought. But th- the point in these stats is, whether you think BYU is above beating these West Coast Conference teams, not named St. Mary's or Gonzaga, I wish we had a name for them, uh, they aren't. They lose about three a year. Yeah, we do need to come up with a name for everybody besides St. Mary's and Gonzaga. The Power the Seven. Rest of, the rest the, of the West. The Group of Seven. The rest of the West. The rest of the West. <laughs> when we say that, no one's going to have any idea what we're talking about. They're like, what do you mean, the rest of the West? BYU against Gonzaga and St. Mary's or the rest of the West Coast Conference? Those other guys. Yes. Whatever. The, C- Whatever. the CBIs? Oh, the CITs. Shots fired. <laughs> no? The, 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 Cal- the Californians? Should the Californians. And, and the Devin? Californians and Portland. Should the focus be on the Gonzaga win or the Portland loss for BYU hoops right now? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. The coasters? You got tweets. At Justin D. Sweeney, neither have to move forward. BYU still controls their own destiny. Absolutely. The Cougars have a schedule that they can control their own destiny and get in as an at-large team. Anybody that's saying that that's not possible right now? I don't think anyone's. You're living, you're living in the loss of Portland. It's way bigger than a loss in mid-January. Yeah, it's, it's tough to maintain um, you know, a big picture, uh, you know, bigger perception, but one loss to a non-St. Mary's Gonzaga, the Coasters minus St. Mary's, I don't know what we're called. <laughs> the best. Is not, the rest of the West. The rest of the West <laughs> is not the end of the world. It really isn't. BYU's made these big runs and gotten into the tournament the last two years. At Cougar Stats, the focus should be on consistency or the lack thereof, especially defensively. And on the road. Coming up, former BYU golf standouts making that money. BYU Sports Nation. Getting paid. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jeremy, let it Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU lost 84 81 at Portland. Keep it weird. Cougars are 2 and 5 on the road. BYU isn't in ESPN's Joe Lenardi Bracketology today. 22 out in Bracket Matrix. Women's Basketball. Women's Basketball very much in the Bracketology on the women's side. They won 78-66 over Portland, led by Kalani Purcell's 14 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, and 6 steals. Dude. The Cougars have now won 13 of 14. Volleyball. Top-ranked BYU split a couple of five-set matches over the weekend with number 11 Stanford. The Cougars play a pair at Long Beach State in the Pyramid this weekend. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished third in the Sony Open in Hawaii at 19 under for the tournament. He Why barely, is there a turkey on the course? I have no course. idea. He barely missed an eagle putt that would have put him in the playoff. Daniel Summerhays tied for 13. This course is electric. 
Cougars in the NFL. It's what you do. If you're a golf announcer, you whisper. It's what you do. <laughs> Lonnie Fu and the Cardinals beat the Packers in overtime. 26-20. What a game. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs fell to the Patriots 27-20. Tennis. Men's tennis won 4-0 Saturday at Sacramento State. They play at Hawaii today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. At Hawaii. Swimming and diving. Both men and women's teams fell this weekend and meets against Denver and Minnesota. Gymnastics. Let's see what you did there. Mm-hmm. The ladies come up short Friday on the road against Central Michigan. They'll compete against uh, UC Davis and Boise State this Friday in a tri-meet live on BYU TV. Future guests Blaine Fowler and Jeff Judkins. <laughs> Jeff Judkins got to be 13 to 14. Good, yeah, he's got to be feeling. He doesn't good. care if I imitate his voice. They won 13 to 14. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and we're giving it to the man who was an eagle putt. Short of going to a three-man playoff for that championship on the PGA Tour at the Sony Open, so his, Zach Blair, his approach to that when he hit it, the announcer said, "Oh my gosh, that is so good." No, he said that. Oh, he said Zach that. Zach said that. he was. He said up that about and, himself. Yes, yes. Oh, he should have. <laughs> Did you see that shot? I, I thought it was it an announcer. No, I tweeted it. Out I last watched night. the video. Zach Blair said he says, "Oh my goodness, that is so good." That is so good. And it was. It was an amazing second shot on a par five. I wish we could use that audio like that I had a button to push. So if I said something I thought was awesome, I could just push that button. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so good. That was so get good. A, get a good kick. And it was validated by where it ended up. Dude, he balled out. It was oh awesome. Oh, my goodness. Our elite tweet of the day. <laughs> Should the focus be on the Gonzaga win or the Portland loss for BYU hoops? At I Raise My Flag says, focus on the Gonzaga win and replicate the team defense played in that game. Outside shooting ebbs and flows. Sometimes yeah. the shots are going to go in, sometimes they won't, but defense. That's why you got to have great defense you can effort. control. Oh, Jeremy almost made it an entire show without. Oh, Countdown to the Wildcats. 229. I'm trying to sabotage this what thing. What was that? What was that, Jeremy? I don't know. 229. I don't know what just happened. I think Jeremy's like, <laughs> it's, it's 229. I can't get excited about it on January 18th. 229. I can get excited in the summer because there's nothing better to do. It was a good show, man. Thanks, man. It was great. Thanks to Anton Weiner and everyone <laughs> on our so crew. Good. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Oh, man, Using that hashtag so good. Show on demand. <laughs> com. Download the podcast. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to David Anderson. Go!